in a vast landscape full of adventurers. You are now listening to the world of Chaotic Amateurs. Y'all ready? Yeah. Yeah. All getting cut. Perfect. Uh, welcome to the internet. The internet. <laughs> welcome to the, the internet, internet, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that, that little high went a little high and it's, my brain left me. All right. Here we go. Colored pencil drawings of all the characters from Harry Potter fucking, fucking each other. Each other. <laughs> Okay. Please leave us in. I will. <laughs> Welcome to Chaotic Amateurs, the internet's oh, number one D&D 5e play podcast. I am your host and DM, Alex. With me today, I have... Dashes, Thrakus. Bentley Michaels is Raphirian Nightmeadow. Red is Arthur. Caleb is Scory Telbrun. And Milo is Ball. And last, we left our adventurers. They were training outside of the chateau in a little friendly competition when the odd silver UFO showed up with some extra weight attached. Let the adventure begin. Okay. Okay, so this guy's in his little uh, little UFO thingy. Yeah, so yeah, you've got the Cords Warriors, you've got Scory and uh, Riff kind of flanking in the forest there, and this thing's kind of stopped in front of you, and you hear uh, her All little right. voice just from the inside there. Uh, okay, um, I'll tell my warriors uh, to stand down, and uh, yes, uh, sir. everyone Addy, just go back to your uh, train. This is not an emergency. Uh, and I'm, I'm gonna go over and try and cut the branches away from the, the guy. Yeah, yeah. The thingy, uh, it kind of it starts to to like lower down um you see where the inside of it was was kind of like higher up about 20 feet up and it just kind of lowers down all this these vines and trees and bushes just kind of slump and kind of fold in on each other as it comes down nice and you're able to kind of start cutting away at it and go ahead and give me an athletic check just to kind of see how how easy it is to Cut and pull this stuff away. That's, we were, a, ni- that's a nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. We were basically just practicing exactly that. Can he yeah. get advantage? Maybe. Uh, no, he got nineteen. He was really good. All right. Um, yeah, you're sure, able to kind of cut away and and tear out some chunks. Uh, it would probably take all, all day to remove the um, you know, the entirety of this stuff from this uh thing, but you can kind of tunnel away to the ufo itself and as you you kind of cut into it, it takes about five ten minutes um you're able to get there open up the hatch and you kind of reach out a hand to pull out the little gnome uh carpenter that's in there and she uh just jumps up on you and like gives you a big hug she's got like moss growing on the edges okay, of her okay. face all right and is just her, her her skin's just a little greener in color kind of like right. the aquamarine uh and she's like i've been in there for like two days 
Five days? I don't know. And then just scrambles out to get out of this thing. Okay. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll see her on her way back to the chateau and we'll get her all fixed up. All right. So this thing's just kind of plopped in front of the gate uh, now. And she she kind of makes her way inside, uh, kind of escorted by you, and, and takes a much-needed uh, rest after that. Um, if you have any questions for her before she heads out or heads to bed. Uh, yeah, I want to ask her if, uh, I, what, what did she see? What would she find? Did she experience anything interesting? Um, well, uh, Mr. Ball told me to pull a lever and the next thing I knew I was in a tree, um, kind of over by the river there. And that wasn't too bad. I got a feel for kind of the controls a little bit, but then the plants all started growing off of this thing. And then I, it, I just couldn't see. I tried to get back here, but I didn't quite have a good sense of direction. I think I went too far north. And by that time, it, this had gotten so heavy with, with trees and plants and stuff that I was going so slow. And so I've just been trying to make my way back this whole time. I'm so glad that I did. Shit. <laughs> But it was a <laughs> exciting, interesting experience, though, Roy. Oh, um, yes, I learned she, a lot. She um, has trauma attached to you, Mister Ball. <laughs> it's, it's it's quite quite a machine. It's very interesting. Um, I I think I'm okay. I don't want to drive it again. Ball's like, uh, yes. can you actually can you check one thing inside there, like real <laughs> quick? Okay, see ya. Actually, you're our pilot now, so oh. um, I'm gonna. I'll talk to Willem. I he's <laughs> the one I usually get uh, assignments from. I, I'm sure he's got stuff I need to do. Yeah, and oh, he wow. usually gets those assignments from me. So we're going to we're going to head on inside and just uh, rest up. You've you've had quite an, an eventful last couple of days. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. And she does. She makes her up. way in. Um. We are going to take over this kingdom. We've got an air force. We've got an army. <laughs> All we need is a navy. <laughs> an air navy with your with a bunch of people with flying carpets. I know carpets. some people. There we go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's she she heads out, and you now have this UFO with a massive growth of plants on it. Is there uh, anything unusual about the plants themselves? Like, do they look changed? Go ahead and give me a nature check or survival check. Yeah, and and Riff would like to inspect it too because like she's wondering because of what she saw of Julia's UFO and have all the augmentations. Sure, yeah, give me an investigation check. Uh 16 on the nature. 16 on the nature. Um so they all eight look... on the nature. 8 on the nature. Uh okay, so yeah, you you notice they're all native to to around here. That looks like all plants that would have been within this vicinity. Um, that are growing. Uh, one thing you would notice that there's not a lot of age to them. It looks like these all have grown fairly recently. Like, uh, like it within the beat a plant, it just it just grew a huge amount. So these it's all really big, full green leaves. Uh, you know, bunches and clusters of those leaves on these vines that come down. Uh, mm. Just just verdant is what you know you can tell from this. Um, 
and and kind of looking looking at it, you do notice that most of these things are attached to the silver vehicle. Um, and if they're not attached to there, they're kind of like attached to some of the other plants that are growing. So it just kind of comes down. Uh, and you notice it's kind of down the trail. Uh, you know, some of this is sloughed off already. Hmm. Uh, so it's kind of it seems like it's always growing a little bit and just sloughing off. Hmm. Uh, just reach inside and make sure that it's off, like the machine is off. Uh, then, yeah, yeah, you kind of uh, hunker down, and it looks like yeah, there's no humming from it. It's not actively trying to hover anymore. And I want to try to get a group of people together to try to hack away the uh, the plants on it, and uh, yeah, I want to do some more experiments after we get the. Oh, you muted yourself. We didn't hear the end. I want to try to do some more experiments after we get the plants off. Yeah, so yeah, that'll take a little bit, but definitely, definitely doable. Is there um, is there any fruits or nuts or anything like that coming off of it? Uh, there's some tree fruits, there's okay. some tree nuts, things like that. Yeah, um, I would I would take some of those. Easy enough, you can grab a nice bag full. Um, cool. Refurian cool investigation. Uh, yeah, I got a twenty one, and then I'd also kind of like to. I don't know if this would be history or whatever. I want to because the hypothesis that she's working on is that like maybe since it looks like this stuff is growing out of it, maybe Julia didn't actually build all the attachments. She kind of like, I don't know. It's like the thing going through her head is like, she touched the robot with the stuff and the liquid. And it kind of like grew its own attachments based off of like what was necessary for the robot type of thing. That's where she's going. So So uh, 21 for investigation. And then uh, twenty one for investigation. Then I'll roll whatever else for. Uh, we'll keep it on the investigation as you're kind of investigating okay. this and trying to make kind of determinations on between what you remember seeing from Julia's equipment. You even have some of the stuff that you all brought back with you. Um, just trying to you know figure out what she was doing versus what's going on here. Easy enough to do. Cool. Um, yeah, you take a look specifically, you kind of get in the cockpit a little bit and take a look on the edges. Because if you remember, it's kind of like this spider web of silver metal. Um, and you see all these roots are just bound. And they kind of go into the metal itself. It's kind of where they're rooted. And then they grow off from there. And then right. more stuff grows off from there. And then sloughs off eventually. Um Taking a look, you remember that there was aether that was put into this machine. Right. Um, and you, you remember where it was, and you kind of take a look back, and you see where the, the chamber is, and you see most of that is gone. And it's this little tiny speck that just kind of pulsates a little bit, kind of grows and then diminishes and grows and diminishes. Um, and looking at the design, it looks like that's the intent for this, is that it's supposed to just have a little bit of this. Uh, the the design looks more uniform now. Um, I would say the big determination, taking a look at what is going on here versus what Julia had. Um, Julia's was much more mechanical, right? You know, it was all it was all metal machines that were looped into this thing, and it was attached simply by grabbing on. None of her machines actually were embedded into the metal. Gotcha. Or this is using okay. the metal somehow. Um, yeah, it's more symbiotic rather than being uh, uh, crafted or whatever. Correct, yeah. Okay. yeah. I would say that's, that, that's kind of the inference you get. 
uh, from taking a look at this. She'll pull out her little um, notebook, make these notes, and then hop out and be like, all right, I'm done here. All right. Uh, so, yeah, you get you get the uh, Cords Warriors and some of the staff to do some uh, hacking and slashing um, on this this thing. And it takes until probably, you know, this is this is morning. This is just after uh, training and it's probably about one or two before they're able to really start moving that thing. Uh, they get some chains onto it and start pulling and they're hacking on the edges. Um, but eventually they're able to kind of pull it out and bring it into the chateau, at least into the chateau walls. Um, yeah. Cool. cool. And, and there, there it sits. On, on the walk back to the chateau, um, I would, I would walk with Riff and say, I, I don't know if this is any help to you, but I was just talking with, um, Roman. Go on. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we were talking about the runes that we saw while we were out on the contract. And, um, uh, this is kind of what he explained to me. And then I would show the notes that I have of the deconstructed runes and the simplified runes just to kind of, um, share what I found out hmm. about, about that. I, I don't know if it helps at all, but, um, this is, this is what I found out. Uh, Riff will say, Ooh, that's very exciting. So she's gonna, I was like, she's like, when we get back to the place, do you mind if I like sit down and just copy this stuff? Absolutely. A okay with me. Excellent. And if, if, if it helps, I can, I can show you the, the runes that I learned at the school that these seem to be based off of. Uh, cause apparently there was some sharing of knowledge at some point. Mm. You know, Scary, I think this is the first time we've ever gotten along. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Teamwork. So yeah, okay. you spend some time and get some of that, you know, introductory knowledge about the runes that Scory shows she shares with you. Um and yeah, Scory, you you have some deeper knowledge uh, you know, associated with your your schooling and training on on that rune craft. And you're kind of looking over Riff's notes and you notice that, you know, you, you kind of see some kind of, you know, ideas of the same thing Roman was, you know, showing you where you see some of the runes of this alphabet of the, uh, the wastes. And you're like, that could be like this, like, you know, it's good. They're they're, like, that symbol could be from this symbol or this symbol. And it would take, you know, take you some time to really unravel that. But you're, you're seeing that, that pattern in the pattern. I think, uh, yeah, I think as, as like we go along more, like he starts to show me whatever stuff. And then I start to, I mean, I would, I would assume I start, like you just said, start to recognize the things and then Riff gets more excited and then it's like, oh, and let me show you this and let me show you this. And like, and here's like what I've been doing at the library. And then like, I'm going to start showing Scory, like all of my, my, yeah, my translation of the alphabet and like, you know, what I think is going on, like any hypotheses that I have about like the mage towers and all of that stuff. And then combining knowledge and taking notes on whatever he's given me. Perfect. Yeah. And then I say, I was like, I was like, and if you know, you want to copy some of my stuff, you can. Awesome. Did, how how hush hush do you want to be about this? Can I share any of this with Roman, or would you rather just stay between us? I am very surprised that I'm sharing it with you. So maybe just fair enough. Two person friendship for the moment. Understood. <laughs> cool. Uh, okay. So yeah, well, hey, I think Roman. We did it. Roman. 
Die, you son of a Come bitch! Look at this. <laughs> as you as you're all kind of going over that in the library uh, ball, where you want to do something specific with the uh, UFO. Yeah, let's try and fly it. <laughs> so casual. Uh, yeah, you can you can get in there. Uh, go ahead and give me a intelligence check. Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, so yeah, competently you can you can get it moving. Uh, now with a bit of extra weight on it, it is easier to fly. Um, it doesn't shoot out two hundred feet in front of you. Instead, it goes about 40 feet with what it has on it now because um, they were able to cut away the big mass that was kind of hanging down. But now it's kind of this, you know, two to three foot, uh, you know, wide chunk on all sides of extra foliage. And you can kind of fly it around pretty easily, uh, about 40 feet around. All right. We got to get rid of this stuff. It, it needs to be a silver bullet. Uh, yeah, it'll, you know, it, it takes from what they, you gather from the uh, crew that was cutting away the stuff that is at the very edge, when they cut it away it regrows really quickly. Uh, I want to take a look at the um, silvery liquid and see if I can remove it. Yeah, go ahead and give me an arcana check. You're flying by Arthur. <laughs> Fucking, <laughs> you're not the only one who has a flying object. <laughs> uh, I got the top be... down, then, Mister Ball. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, you kind of manipulate some of the the levers and the stuff that are inside there. Some of the little little buttons. You're able to kind of get a hand towards where it is but you're just not able to to remove it. It still wants to kind of stay there. Um, you're not sure exactly how you would remove it, kind of taking a look. Seems like it's being held in place there. And and as you, as you kind of spend some time with it, you see that it, it, it kind of diminishes and then grows a little bit and diminishes and grows a little bit. Um, well, shit. <laughs> you want a hose? Try and it out. Yeah. I don't know. My brain isn't working all that well. Uh, go ahead. I, I'll just fly it upstairs. All right. Yeah. You can you can kind of shove it into the hole that was left uh, by the initial one, and you see it kind of cuts away uh, the extra foliage that's on there. And as you bring it in and kind of set it down on the um, small little magic circle that's there. Uh, you kind of you know pop the top off and get out and you see those leaves and those vines just grow and kind of take up the space uh, around it. it looks like wherever you know wherever this thing is it just wants to grow um, oh. it looks like it'll it'll probably stay contained in here um, you know at least for now feel like I should go park it outside. You can park it outside if you'd like. Are we going to have to hire like a crew to just continually landscape this thing? I don't think I think I think you should leave it alone because it seems as like from based off of what's going on that like this is sort of like a sentient thing that like and this is what it needed to do to to develop. 
It does seem like it's more balanced when there's stuff on it. How do you feel about that, Mr. Ball? Do you, you just want this thing as fast as fast can be? It was really cool when it was fast. <laughs> now it's just kind of like a lump of dirt you're, flying through the air. Yeah, you're an adrenaline yeah, it's junkie. It's like a floating rock. No wonder Scory likes it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's something I understand. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're you're easily able to you know kind of park it in in the back, and it it creates a nice little green mound uh, uh, there as it sits. Hmm. The old car rusting in the backyard. Exactly. <laughs> it's our project. Yeah, yeah, we've literally become rednecks. <laughs> Hell yeah! Fight the um, system. About four o'clock starts to roll around, and you see in the distance a caravan um a convoy of of uh uh vehicles horses and guards begin making their way towards the gate it appears as if the lord and the lady mm. are on their way hell yeah Thought we were going there we're, we're about to attack so <laughs> um <laughs> right good i will ride out on my horse and greet them okay i'll uh, uh just yourself or do you bring anyone else uh, if anyone else wants to come with, I'll go with can. him. I was like, "Can I ride with you?" I'm gonna make a really cool entrance yes. in the grand hall from the balcony. With you my float sweet... down, you fuck. Yes. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm okay. gonna great Gatsby this shit, but yeah. with a flying carpet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, yeah. if I, I would have done this before, but just, just for the flavor in everybody's mind, I changed out of my sick ass black vampire hunting leathers. Back into the clothes I was originally wearing, that was a little bit more representative of like a, uh, you know, like a Sh- I think they're called like a Shawani. Uh, anyway, it's kind of like a almost like a Suri, but like uh, or a Sari, but what men wear. Anyway, like the kind of Indian garb. I've got it's like silk. It was red, if you remember. It was red, and I also had pointy, motherfucking shoes. That's All right. right. Uh, pointy shoes that kind of swooped. Hmm. There you go. So we're back. Would you say that they swoosh? No, uh, no because swooshing. we're not out here to get that copyright strike. All right. Just checking. <laughs> I'm trying to get uh, rid of you yeah. any way I can. They you're look looking, like the uh, shoes of a man who rides a flying carpet. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you get yourself looking presentable. Uh, Wolf and Riff uh, ride out to meet uh, the uh, convoy. Um Three three uh, guards on horseback come up to you, and kind of like bow their heads and say, "We bring the Lord and Lady of Durolin to dine at the Chateau de Magnus. Are you our escort, or yes. should we bear blades?" No, we are your escort, and you do not want to bear blades to us. We would <laughs> kill you so fast. It's not even funny how fast I'd kill you. Like seriously. Okay, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Wolf. All right. <laughs> sorry. There are I'm friends. Sorry. We are your escort. Follow us into the dining hall. Thank you. And uh, they, they, yeah, they allow you to lead. Uh, you see, there's uh, kind of three carriages and probably another ten guards that are are keeping pace with them. Which one's the decoy? <laughs> I don't know, but we'll figure it out. I'll cut through all of these carriages. <laughs> I'll cut through all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way to the uh, chateau. Um, the uh, cords warriors are kind of 
out out of the training area um, unless you told them to do anything specific. Um, and they uh, once gonna... once they're done with their training, they could kind of wash up and and you know get food and get dinner and stuff. Okay, so yeah, they're they're kind of in inside just getting some uh, some you know provisions and food before they you know because they they've got like a, a watch they they switch out for to to watch the perimeter and um, keep everything safe here. Uh, so that is they're get, kind of getting ready. They're in their uniform esque clothing at the moment. Um, but you make it to the chateau. Uh, where do you lead them? Uh, just into circling like the fountain. I would uh, be out, I, I would be outside downtown Abbey style, ready to greet them. All right, yeah. I like Roman how we've all turned you. into like the most kiss assy people possible for the Lord. And <laughs> uh, we'll we'll lead them into the the, the dining area, and uh, you know to to meet everyone else, and I'll introduce them to um, you know the people who kind of help run run the, the chateau perfect, uh, perfect. yeah they they kind of get their carts and circle the the fountain there you see the lord and the lady step out of one cart uh the eldest daughter steps out of one of the carts and then the two younger children sanj and uh the middle child um step out the second i see sanj i'm gonna like jump into a shadow and jump out of one by and be like hey what's up and uh, Sanj just kind of whips around. He's like, ah, Rift! Oh my gosh! Oh, I know. I just came out of the shadows. That's I. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, that's so excited. Oh, oh man, you know it's really cool. I got so much cool stuff to talk to you about. I don't know if we're going to talk about it at dinner or whatever, but I got so many cool things to tell you. Some crazy stuff going on out there. Oh yeah. Um, Dad doesn't usually like it when you know the us kids are are at the table. Uh, do you have like a cool place to? Hang out, but we all eat together. Well, well, like not the adults, though, right? Yeah, we all eat together. Like all the kids eat together. What? But like what? me and like all my friends, we all eat together. Yeah, but like not with those other guys, right? Like the tall one, like like Wolf, Mister Wolf, and Mister Ball, and Mister uh, Mr. Mr. Magnus. Yeah, no, we all eat together. We're yeah. all pals. Oh. So you're probably okay. gonna eat with us, I guess, for the at the big kid table. And he see you see these kind of big eyes, you know. He's like, "Oh, that's exciting." Never eaten at the big kid um, table before. Well, yeah, where I come from, it's it's you know, it's it's all everybody's equal in that way. Uh, you see the middle the middle daughter kind of you know look down at the two of you that's that's over there and just uh, says, "You all may eat together, but unless." You are an adult, like Sanj says. Uh, we won't be dining together. I'm referring to Night Meadow. My father has anything to say about Shadow it. Monk of the Age. You can stuff it, you old cow. Uh, wow. Riff, um, uh, maybe, maybe we set aside a little, uh, you know, a separate table for the stealthier adults, like you and Sanj, so you can have private stealth meetings away from the eyes of us blundering big fools Riff takes off and just stomps back to the house she is not pleased at all uh, and you see uh, the lord and the lady kind of approach with the eldest daughter um, in tow and, and goes to shake your hand uh, uh, Wolf and... I, ex- I, I extend my 
hand and and, and grab hers and I, I kind of like I give like a deep bow. Uh, greetings, my lord and lady, and welcome to Chateau de Magnus. Allow me to escort you on a journey of the grounds, if you may. That would be lovely. Uh, I don't think we've met, but we did witness your prowess in the competition. I am Lady Celeste, and this is my husband, uh, Gerald, uh, Lord of the City of Turalyn. Uh I, her lady. Uh, please show us around your grounds. I have not been here before, but have heard much about it since yes. my days as a child. Lady Celeste and Gerald. Uh, if yeah, you will follow me... The nod. Of course, what you saw of me before, that was the warrior side of me, the follower of Cord, the great battle-hardened soldier that I am, but this is the civilian side, so oh, I will well. be on my best behavior. <laughs> you can trust me. Uh, and yeah, you uh, you kind of lead them uh, along and take a take a tour of the the chateau, and and maybe this is your kind of first time noticing it. Is you know, it is it is well taken care of. Um, but the plants and kind of the overgrowth that was once here has all diminished a bit. Um, it's still very verdant, it's very green, but there's little pathways and little bushes that bear fruit around um and it is it's just a lovely little spot uh as you um make your way i i want to i want to lead them into the main kind of like hall where mm-hmm. arthur is yeah and so yeah you kind of come it's into like the peeking around the corner like waiting for you guys to come in is it my time <laughs> yeah you open uh, the, the two and, double doors and and you're in the massive hall uh before um <laughs> But before I, I go in, I have a feeling, you know, Arthur was going to want to make some grand entrance. So I give kind of like a little warning, like, uh, um, and here in, in the great hall where the Lord and Lady will be now entering. And I open the doors. Uh, may I present to you his lordship, Arthur Magnus. And I, and I bow and I, I gesture to the stairs. Hell yeah. And I'm not quite ready for like barrel rolls or flips or anything, but I like do sure. some 360s and I'm standing <laughs> and I like I like let the wind carry like flourish my shirt a little bit. And of course I am blue because I'm using my mask of many faces because I okay. don't want to off put anybody. So I'm blue. I'm rocking the long wispy white hair again, you know, and I'm like doing some cool 360s and I come down, you know, and I'm like hovering like six inches above the ground down there and I say well it is my pleasure to host the lord and the ever fine lady of Turlin in my humble home here the Chateau you see uh, Gerald uh, Gerald just gives this big eye roll as Celeste just oh fantastic fantastic good show as you kind of float down and uh, I, I kind of catch the eye roll and I said well might I be so bold as assuming that my lord Gerald has never ridden on a magic cop? Oh, take him down a notch. Oh, snap. <laughs> In and, front of uh, his lady. Just and and, and you. you hear you hear ever so softly off to the side, you hear Wolf go, ooh. Uh, Gerald, uh, he, he looks to you and just says, I've had no need to ride such a thing. My lord, might I suggest that there is never a need to ride anything 
No, sir. It is about what a man wants, what a man desires. And if you what would like me, if you would to. like to view the chateau crowd, what a man need. <laughs> yeah. my lord, if you would like to ride on the fastest woven carpet on this here kingdom of Usama. <laughs> Please extend it your hand goes. and say, do you trust me? <laughs> <laughs> and I say, it will be my humblest pleasure to take you for a tour of the grounds that not even the Lady Celeste would be lucky enough to see. Lord Magnus, you uh, have quite a flair. I do remember it from our viewing of the tournament before. I've no need for your magic flying carpet. I have no need for your tricks. I am more interested in what your man-at-arms has to say about the defenses of this chateau. Because that's what a man needs to do. Not what is on the whims of the wind, but more outside the gates. The terrors that try and destroy what we've Ah, built. Yes, I believe I will take over from here and I kind of just effortlessly just kind of shove just Arthur aside just like it's okay I got this yes uh, your lordship Gerald let me give you a tour of the grounds and show you what I have done uh, let me show you Cord's warriors good Arthur's and, like on uh, a hoverboard he just kind of like goes out of frame <laughs> <and zzz. laughs> and I go around the corner to Willem and I'm like well that there is a right fucking prick now <laughs> Um, and Riff pops out of the shadows is like, no shit, right? <laughs> Sit me at the fucking uh, little kid's table. I had uh, a great comeback, too, I will say, but I am going to let it lie where it was. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a, a Gerald later, out the around dinner. the grounds and I'll, I'll show him Cords Warriors and, and all that stuff. And well, um, Yeah, he, he's very, very interested in the defenses you've set up. Um, it sounds like that is something he's well versed in. He offers pointers. Uh, sometimes where they're useful, sometimes where they're not, but just to offer them. Um, kind of when when you show him the warriors who are getting ready to to patrol, you know, he kind of snaps them to attention and you know examines each one and you know finds something to rid you know to to say about kind of the dress or the stance of each one, letting himself be known as like the lord of Turlin and the the greatest, you know defender of it uh he he tells some stories as 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 you're going through about him you know fending off some of the odd monstrous invaders that turlin has had in the past um doesn't look so tough i could probably am i am i right in assuming that he went with wolf and the lady celeste stayed in the Uh, house and yeah kind of as the as they they leave celeste is inside as you all kind of uh you know make comments about gerald and she just says Oh, don't mind him. He's a singular, singularly focused uh, man. He does a very good job in keeping us safe. Well, but my lady not so Celeste, much on the social graces. My lady Celeste, I could never let myself <laughs> be bothered while in the presence of such a rare creature such as yourself. Now, while the men go outside and tour the dirty grounds or whatever they like to get their hands into. Perhaps I could show a lady 
the inside of the house, we have a magnificent library accompanied by oh. our own librarian. And uh, we have many other rooms as well, including, uh, you know, the dining room and things like that. We got a smoking room if the lady would like to partake in a, a water pipe. Uh, oh, uh, flirt as always, Lord Magnus. Your silver tongue never seems to fail. Please show me around the chateau. It would I've be always heard life. stories of this place, but I've never once visited. It was abandoned for a, a long time, uh, from what I remember. The last occupant was Gaston Magnus, some odd cousin of yours, I believe. Odd is the right word. Uh, he was a rather curious fellow, if I do say myself. Uh, he was a monster hunter, of all things. Yes, he was. I actually have been reading up about the uh, history of the chateau. Uh, it does appear that <laughs> the monster hunting services may need to show their faces again here in Usama. My Lady Celeste, that is exactly what the Magnus line is keen on doing. And so good to hear. Well, excellent. My Lady, if you'd be so kind as to take my arm, I will gladly show you the grounds and i have my man Wilhelm here to attend to every need should you require so much as a glass of water she kind of nods to Willem and says it's so good to put a name to a face Willem. we have been corresponding or at least the people of the castle have with with you and uh adrian uh it seems your little business is picking up and and Willem kind of nods and is like oh, of course of course yeah i know you've all been very helpful um, and he, he kind of, you know, like whispers in your ear and says, uh, dinner will be ready about five, ten minutes, um, whenever you guys are ready. Absolutely. My lady, let me show you the library and then we can adjourn to the dining room for the, the finest meal that will grace your lips outside of the city of Turlin. <laughs> <laughs> Chuckles to that. Um, do well, well, the, uh, well, Wolf and... Uh, Arthur are entertaining the uh, uh, Lord and the Lady. Uh, is anyone else doing anything? You notice uh, Sanj is just kind of, you know, just intrigued by everything and running kind of, you know, wherever they can get to to just check in on things. And the two uh, sisters are, you know, patiently just looking at the art in the uh, main hall. Riff is uh, I'm just going to be upstairs getting together my notes about the wastes um, and specifically the Tower of Chaos, uh, getting the um, contract out and uh, making sure it's all filled out and ready and you know, just kind of doing prep for the dinner and making sure that I have the information that they're going to want. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of at the, the upper part of the library getting that all put together. Strix is helping you, um, you know, kind of when you're ready, he's got like a little chest with all the stuff in it that he carries behind you. Riff is taking all of her notes and ever in her her PowerPoint presentation that she had writing. She's going to take it back up to her tower on the roof and throw it all in there. She is not happy and she's not going to give them anything. Sanj can follow if she want if if he wants. Oh, he does. He's you know wherever you're going, Sanj is you know interested and he keeps kind of like looking around, like expecting something weird to happen. Oh, you're going to meet some bird friends of mine. That's going to be pretty cool. Oh, the birds! Yeah, there's still some here. I thought they all left. I thought I thought we had them on the roof. Maybe I'm wrong. Sanj thinks they all left. 
oh, okay. at least. Um, and so, yeah, you kind of head up to that tower, and the uh, there's three of them up there. Um, Dope. Is one of them the one that we mutually met? The one that we kind of saved from that that big guy that that killed uh, Zephyrus. Um, that one, no. These are <laughs> the the kind of odd shaped ones. So these aren't the birds that the oh, gotcha. kind of odd one eyed ones that uh, were left after that encounter. Gotcha. Wasn't um, the cripples. <laughs> yeah. What was the ch- Chunin Chun Chamali Chamali Is that one of them? No, he's he's left. He left. He's gone. Okay. He got shit to do. Um, he's an important man. Yeah, him and and the ones that were later, you know, uh, Gray and Strummer had bo- both left, but Thank the ones God. still affected by that aberrant uh, nature um, kind of have stayed here uh, just to protect the uh, chateau as a cool. as kind of a debt. I'll I'll wave to him as I go up. I'm like, this is my pal Sanj. Maybe you've and seen him down kinda, by the river before. Yeah, they go over to Sanj and he kind of starts petting them and, you know, like they're, they're old friends. If you remember, Sanj was feeding them before right. uh, you all showed up. And so, yeah, no, he's he's just having a ball with a little, you know, reunion. He he knows they're them, but is a little off put by the odd shape that they now take. And I'll tell Sanj, I'm like, man, I'm really excited. I'm going to go into town tomorrow. I'm going to get my cloak back from the from the library. And I've got a bag. It's got a really cool new feature to it. Supposed to go today, but you guys showed up earlier, and I thought you were going to. But and Mr. Zephyrus has a flying. Do you see that flying carpet? Isn't ridiculous? That's so cool. Yeah, I know. You know what we should do? We should steal it from. Uh, And like fly around the fly around outside or around like around the house. Oh man! Wait, you can do that? Doesn't just work for him? I thought only. I thought magic carpets only work for genies. I don't know. I've never seen a magic carpet, and I don't think he's a genie anymore. So we should definitely try to steal it. Okay, cool. Um, I like this little kid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, this is give fun me an shenanigans. insight check. Oh, uh, what now? Insight check. Sure, no problem. Jeffress is the cool daddy. Y'all want the yeah. keys? You just got to ask. Tiny table. It's fifteen. Fifteen. <laughs> um, you see his eyes kind of like looking around. Cool daddy. Uh, and ever so often you see them kind of look look to your to your side. And you see him just kind of like, you know, if you if you catch him doing this, you know, he looks away. But he, every so often, he just looks at your nunchucks. Oh, Sanj does? Yeah. And, and so then I go, Sanj. Oh, well, yeah. What? And I slowly take out the ones, not with the blades on, the ones with just the, the bludgeoning stuff that I carved from the tree. Mm-hmm. I, I go, you want to see are the those, chucks? Are those... Were the ones you made for me? Or did they just your train for? Or Because you said the other day that right. you, you you got me some, yes. but they were back at the <laughs> house. I just thought maybe they were <laughs> You had a whole here, week. Or... Yep. I made these for you, son. <laughs> <laughs> no. He grabs them, and he's going to you know, <laughs> swing them around like a, uh, you know, seven to nine year old kid would. Yeah, you gotta be careful. It's made from one of the fallen trees that the Kenku were in. You don't oh, want to really made from that tree. Yeah, the... <gasps> that's where we met. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then oh I thought of that God. when I made them. Or you know what might be cool though is if I I held on to them for a little bit because I I can't <laughs> I can't train you in them yet. 
So it's oh. like, I, I want to be able to like train you. And they're a very specific weapon. I don't think anybody at your palace. And I don't want you to get in trouble. Because like your sister, like no offense, but your sister seems like kind of a jerk and a tattletale. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I mean, yeah, she wouldn't want me to have them. But and it's like, whenever you come here, sister, you though. can play with them. So if I come here, you'll train me. Yeah. Yeah. And then she slowly reaches back out for the chucks. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, cool, 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 cool. And she definitely and quickly puts them away. does it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? And, you, and here's the other thing, Sanj. I think these might be, like, a little too big for you. So. Oh, I need smaller ones? I think maybe, what With if I got, like. Like yours? What if I went down and I got some more wood and I made someone. We'll, like, we'll take some measurements. We'll make it official. Cool. Yeah. Okay, right. now let's go steal flying carpet, huh? All right. Yes. Um, so yeah, you 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 two kind of begin planning your uh, flying carpet. We'll uh, like go down and you know because there's like that upper area or whatever. So we're gonna oh, yeah, like yeah. be watching and trying to like look down over into the library where Zephyrus is hitting on Sanja's mom or whatever. Yeah. And be like, all right, you know, we're just gonna kind of follow him and and you know definitely plot our stuff. All right. Uh, Scory. Yeah. As this is all kind of going down, <laughs> you're always like in a hallway or in an area. You kind of yeah. are hearing all of this as as you know you do. <laughs> what a description! Scory, you're always in a hallway. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm creeping. Yeah, you're just creeping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I feel like everybody else got paired up. So Scory feels feels a little awkward um, and approaches the the older siblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they're looking at a painting and is it's like so you you guys like painting and turns around and just says oh um yes uh, they're they're fantastic and uh, the younger one looks over and just kind of gives you a look and is like <laughs> not really we're, there's nothing to do here we're just here to have dinner yeah uh, I feel that way often in this place uh, what what do you like to do? Um, I like to try all the different foods that come in at the uh, restaurants in Turlin. Okay. I can't imagine what's uh, going to be served here. Um, did you say that with like a dig? As as just not as a as a lack of expectation. Okay. <laughs> not like she assumes that it's going to be bad. She just assumes it's not going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling that your suspicions are going to be spot on. Mm. Uh, to be honest, I, I've been happy, but uh, um, geez, well, I feel like I don't have anything cool to offer you guys, like but everybody else is doing with their people. I mean, what's that mask you have on? Oh, this. Yeah. This whole thing? That's You're just wearing it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I assume it's 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 up usually. <laughs> uh, I just love um, the idea of like yeah, it's that on, would be really. And he's just talking to them, yeah. and they're like, yeah. "So, what is that?" He's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the mask, right?" I uh, I saw you wear it during the tournament. I I was curious of it then, and I'm still curious of it. It's an octopus, right? Yeah. Yeah, close enough, yeah. Uh, Have you you seen one like this before, out of curiosity? No, no, not a mask like that or even an animal like that. Yeah. Well, uh, it it takes a lot of hard work and a 
um, years of service in order to get a mask like this. You want to try it on? Absolutely. We we did some fun stuff to it. You'll 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 see it when you put it on. All right. And she you know kind of grabs it from you and puts it on. This is the the younger one, the middleest child. Um, you see, kind of older older sister kind of bats at her. Is like you shouldn't be doing this, but she's like I don't care. <laughs> um, and she looks through it, and it takes her a minute to kind of realize. And she's like, I see. Ah, uh, so this one is for illusion. And what's this one for? I see you you dabble a little bit. Um, yes, that one, maybe you're familiar with a, a dark art that deals with the those that have passed. Yes. You know that's illegal to have, right? Uh, it must not be the same thing that you're thinking of. <laughs> uh, I, I'm definitely not thinking of or talking about what you're talking about. Where does uh-huh. he live? Over there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Yamhorn. <laughs> and she kind of takes off the masks and hands it back to you. And she says, I'm sure. Uh, the the little magic cats. shop down by the uh, waters, I assume. Yes. Y- Yes, yes, and I have to say this is totally for uh, it's utilitarian. You're just holding it for somebody. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I don't do anything. With it. <laughs> They're not mine. It's my friend. Yeah, it's that guy on that carpet. <laughs> um, but yeah, you you gotta you kind of chat with him for a little bit. Uh, you find uh, the middle daughter's name is Valander, and the eldest the is V. Yeah is Aster. Okay. And they may have been different in the past, but I cannot find my notes, and that's what I have on some other notes. So, Valander okay. and Aster. Um, and I would say that um, when that awkward conversation about necromancy is happening, I, w- I would try to communicate the, you know, this this is to keep Turlin and the surrounding areas safe from dark magics. This is how we spot it. As the wolf pack. Have you heard of us? Yes. Have you heard of the wolf pack by chance? Well, yes. We all saw you uh, in the tournament that you won. Um, We were there enjoying it with your good friend, uh, Mr. Magnus. I'm surprised your parents let you watch that. Oh, father thinks it's best we learn the art of war. Hmm. (laughs) The art of war, you say. Okay. Uh, And I would say... (laughs) All of us are fairly proficient with a sword anyways. Oh, really? Uh, it's nothing we haven't seen before. Oh, we'll have to bring that up to uh, Wolf. He, he'd be very, very interested in, uh, in maybe seeing a demonstration. Would, would you two like to put on a demonstration of your sword skills? Uh, the elder is like, oh, no, 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 never. I, I, I hate using the thing. Um, but Vlander says, uh, yes, put me up against uh, your best recruit. I'd love Ooh. to show them a thing or two. I would be happy to <laughs> arrange this. <laughs> As you're all, uh, you know, having conversations with with the uh, a family, um, eventually Willem kind of calls for dinner and uh, brings everyone in. You know, everyone gets kind of called in to um, the, the dining room. Uh, Ball? 
Oh uh, yeah, as I'm like putting my notes and stuff together, uh, I want to use my sending stone to reach out to the veteran El- elven archer and see if he's made it to the border or not yet. And also let him know that I'm going to be filing a report that he might be in. Uh, yeah, you kind of you, you you let him know that information. And he he responds back. Um, it took some doing, but I did make it to the uh, to Gallandior. There was a bit of a mess on the road up there. Um, not sure what's happening down in the wastes anymore. If you need put my name in a report, I couldn't care. Uh, do as you need to, please. Um, and if you're all near Gallandior, let me know. One of the ambassadors is interested in speaking with you. Oh, I wish I would have used that more times during the week we were down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but dinner is served. Uh, you see an assortment of, uh, foraged, um, mushrooms and some cheeses brought in from Turlin. There is a salad, some potatoes, all the good stuff, you know, just some, some nice food, uh, from the local, uh, countryside there. Um, Willem has set aside a little area for the kids, uh, uh, Valander and um, Sanj to sit at, uh, which is outside of the main dining hall. Looks like Willem was already made aware of this. And uh, as you all sit down, Riff, you you see uh, Gerald's eyes just kind of looking over at you, just confused. And he kind of leans in to Wolf and he's like, what is the child doing here? Uh, Riff is uh, part of our uh, group, so she eats the table with the rest of us. We're all equals here. Hmm. I see. And he begins just eating and just examining everyone. Um, Celeste. I've definitely finagled Celeste to sit near me. Yes, absolutely. Um, and she, she kind of goes on. She was apparently very taken by you uh, when you first met at the tournament. Um, and she kind of goes on about how you were being very flirtatious and uh, jovial and um, it's good to see you a second time Um, that was Adrian right (laughs) what a scamp (laughs) he laid Um, the groundwork yeah I don't know if I would what a wingman unless Adrian told me about that I'm not sure that I would know that that happened so I'm I'm doing my best to so you, you we, Arthur we told- probably just thinks that like uh she's just so in like instantly smitten with you. Yeah, and I'm you're just, just like, Wow, I am smooth. <laughs> you're like that fucking carpet ritz. <laughs> <laughs> Women love the flying carpet. <laughs> That's right. Um yeah, no, you you absolutely yeah. Uh seems like you are, are have, have, have already gotten her attention. Um, but she, she kind of pipes up as, as you all begin uh, dining and says, Well, I uh, would love to hear how your trip to the Wastes went, and if your contract is filled, I assume that's why you've made it back. Yeah, I go ahead and 
pull out uh, the the contract and hand it over and uh, pull out the nice bound book that I had written. Uh, all of the pages in it are very well calligraphied. Uh, and there's like some nice little drawings and whatnot in there. And I hand that over as well. All right. And, and yeah, they, uh, you see her kind of going over everything and she seems fairly impressed, uh, by, by the, you know, the work that's gone into this. Um, she shows it to Gerald. He goes over it as well. Uh, and they say, well, everything looks in order. Um, do, do, uh, perfect. It seems you're able to, uh, find out what happened at the wastes. Uh, some odd other information. What 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 specifically did you put in there about? Uh, I definitely put in about the silver liquid and what we found out about it, uh, okay. its properties and stuff. Uh, it piqued their interest. Uh, that's probably the stuff that has the most detail. Um, and then the other stuff would be the stuff uh, in the tower itself. Um, all of the books um, and the rooms and stuff about Florian and, and things like that. I think I'd like to meet this Florian uh, ancient spirit from the mages. So interesting. Um, well, we will make sure this is brought to the proper hands and uh, stowed away at the arcane library. Your payment, though. Uh, and she kind of claps her hands and a couple of guards you hear come in with a, with a chest and uh, set it uh, near the table and kind of open it up and you see inside. Uh, wealth of gold and platinum in there uh, to the tune of 4,000 gold. Riff's going to try to sneak off and steal that carpet. All right, give me a stealth check. Perfect. And Sanj is, is going to see this and try one as well. He's going to get an advantage because he's at the kids' table. By the way, they also have like my implicit blessing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They, we did they, it. <laughs> yeah, they've heard the words uh, to use it. That that'd be the kind of the only thing you'd need. As long as you had haven't covered that up, um, should be good. Uh, thirteen plus six. So what is it? Nineteen. Nineteen. Perfect. Uh, yeah, you you kind of make your way out in between uh, Gerald's kind of scowling at you. Um, Sanj just looks like he had to go to the bathroom. He didn't do well. They noticed him, but he didn't arise uh, much suspicion. I also don't think that um, family pays much attention to Sanj based off of everything that I've noticed. Yeah. As a prick. Uh, are you kidding me? They've <laughs> got heaps of staff to raise their children. Um, where is the uh, carpet? Is that up in the bedroom? I just assumed he actually would have been riding it around and like I was going to have to like go to like a corner of the room and I just know. take it or something. Oh, right, right. So in here's this, the truth. Room. Okay, I overheard them scheming. Okay, and I handed it to Willem. Yeah, we were above the, the library. <laughs> yeah, except, yeah. yeah. and I overheard them scheming, and I handed it to Willem on my way into the dining hall, and I was going to eat sitting on a flying carpet. <laughs> However, I handed it to Willem, and Willem can he took it to the master bedroom, and he draped it very carefully across the foot of the bed. Okay. I'm sure so, you're yeah, very and, discreet about your directions. And and Willem kind of like, you know, knowing, you know, what was ever what was happening, just kind of yelled yelled out to you at some point. Like, of course, Lord uh, Magnus, I will take your carpet to the uh, master bedroom so it is safe and secure. Absolutely. Make sure that nobody knows that it's there in my bedroom, Willem. Yeah. Um and yeah, Sarge, so yeah, you kind of get to the main hall. Sarge, and, like, it's in his bedroom. Oh, hey. Uh Let's go. 
Yeah. And you scramble up to the, the second floor. Uh, you open up the room and, and it's, it's sitting right there. <gasps> oh my God. That's <gasps> okay. And he goes and he grabs one end and he kind of like flips it open and he steps on it. And he's like, uh, go. Um, how do we get this to work? Oh, hold on. Let me, I'm like, I was like, let's sit down on it. And I want to bring the front up just a little bit. Like it's a toboggan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'll say the, I think it was just up or whatever phrase that I heard him say earlier to make I it think, work. Yeah. Yeah. Up. And, uh, it hovers. So you're able to control. So it. like we're sitting on it next to each other. And then I'm just going to tear ass through that fucking place. Like all the halls down the stairs, all whatever. Nice. Make sure that Sanj has the best fucking time. Yeah, that, that's what's up. <laughs> and then it's like he's holding on to it. And he's just like, <gasps> and like and as I sees, as I so get used it. to it, like I'm hoping to like just kind of tear up through like upstairs or whatever because I know we have like all those hallways and all that stuff up there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, once I sort of get used to it, I want to take it down through the main, like down those stairs on uh, either side or whatever, where when we first came in, and then once we get to the bottom like a roller coaster I want to flip it up like up into like the the, the tall sky because I've gotten like used to it or whatever gotcha gotcha give me a dexterity check oh my god I animal hope I failed it. Yeah, animal, animal. <laughs> I if, hope if I you failed. have carpet handling uh, yeah. go ahead and add the proficiency if there is something a skill you want to add to it you, you know let oh, me know dexterity is fine that's a plus six so yeah. um eight eight plus a 14. 14 okay um yeah yeah easy easy enough to do to just make a nice little loop-de-loop and were you going outside or was this in the main hall it was in the main hall like i wanted to take him like down the the stairs and then like then like zoop up and then like you know if i don't know if there's a window or something like i'll fly him outside i don't care like i i kind of want his parents to see it and obviously like we're screaming like i'm being extra loud on purpose yeah yeah so you you come down the uh the stairway into the main hall you do this loop and gerald just kind of like turns his head but he misses so you going up and then as you kind of come back down and go forward the guards that like brought in the chest are leaving and the door's wide open and you just scream out the front door and just kind of start flying over the chateau and then just kind of slowly spiraling out and flying over the uh, uh, the trees and uh, you know the, the forest around I imagine yeah. eventually you, you all kind of make your way back towards that fallen um, Kenku tree even and they just kind of like fly down through the top of that and like out the door and yeah. along the along the creek you know you've got you've got kind of free reign on this forest uh, with that yeah somehow somehow on his way out he managed to get some breadstick yeah. <laughs> around there you go um, if, if there's water I want to do the classic thing of where we're like you know we drag our hands over the water oh yeah not? yeah easy you, know, you got the creek there it's very, get the harry potter the hippogriff thing you know yeah um gerald just looks like he's in a huff and is calmed down by his wife uh he says oh it's just the children having fun let them the carpet is safe uh and you know she she has a laugh and a drink and um after you, a moment kind of kind of you hear you know, zephyrus under his breath i don't have any insurance on that thing yet but uh <laughs> Actually, um, I'm definitely muttering about what a man would do in this situation. <laughs> very, very <laughs> passive, like very quiet. I don't want you know. I don't want it to be explicit what I'm saying, but 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can you can almost comprehend it to the point where you know what's being said, but you can't be sure of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and after a while, I'll just bring him back, and I'll you know if the door's open, I'll land it in the house, or if they're like they're out on the front lawn waiting to leave, I'll definitely like park it yeah. right in front of uh, Gerald and uh, Clarice, whatever. Celeste. Celeste. Um, as as yeah, Riffin Riffin Sons are out uh, having a good time. Uh, Celeste kind of corrects her posture a bit and um, looks around at the at the table and to you specifically, Magnus Lord of the the Chateau, and says, "Ah, well, it appears as if you are capable, uh, a, a, a capable group. Uh, you were able to tackle the Tower of Chaos, which." We were told no one was able to do. They had sent soldiers and a couple mercenary bands to try before you, and you seem to know what you're doing and uncovering quite a few secrets. Um, I don't know if you've heard the news from down south, but, you know, some things are happening, and as I was saying earlier, we may be needing the expertise of the Magnus monster hunters again. Um, I believe, and she kind of pulls out a small scroll and unfurls it kind of in front of you and says, I believe the House of Turolin is still under contract with the Magnuses, as well as a few other noble houses. When they no longer required your services, when the treaties were signed, you know, the need was not there, but with danger perhaps knocking on our door soon ah i think we may need to renegotiate our contract lord magnus well renegotiation is my middle name my lady (laughs) perfect we will have to make an arrangement then to make sure every uh one who is involved is represented um Absolutely. And as your lord husband has well seen, we are no slouches around the Chateau de Magnus. And my master at arms, Thrakus Wolfsbane over there, runs a tight ship. No doubt he showed you how well he uh, he keeps his men in line. Showed them how, how well they polish their spears and keep their armor at the ready. And monster hunting, my lady, is... Well, it's fearsome work, but that's what I have these big, strong men around me for. And you, Gerald kind of looks dis, distastefully at you, uh, but then back at Wolf and he says, he may talk a lot, but it is true. They have a capable militia here. Uh, Thrakus. And Thank you. I would... Uh, Actually, have you trained some of my men in, in some of the tactics uh, you've learned? None of my uh, guards have actually seen battle in the wastes, and it'd be good to uh, have your expertise there. Um, yeah. Of course, I'm sure we can work some deal out with a contract in the future. I can Fantastic. exchange or parlay some information that I have gathered over the years and well, and no doubt a sizable donation from the Lord of Turlin into the the pockets of Cord's warriors to stock their armories and 
Gold will make its way as it needs to, Lord Magnus. <laughs> Please, we don't need to discuss payments That's yet. true. I forgot that men never discuss payment before dessert. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> he hates it. He hates it. <laughs> um, but so Celeste uh, mentions um, uh, if... I, I know you recently came from the Wastes. Um, we've just found out today uh, about the attack that happened. Um, sorry, that's not what she sounds like. We just found out today about the attack that happened. Um, I assume that you all missed that. Is that right? The attack that happened on the Tower of Chaos. At the outposts. I, I believe that's where you were sent... Uh, to get information about the Tower of Chaos? There was an attack on the outpost. Robot. Yes, the uh, members of the Dragon Council and elves from Galandior apparently attacked the outpost when it was at its most vulnerable. Uh, hmm. In an act that of happened, direct war. That happened this week sometime? The last five, seven days or so? Um, it happened about a week ago now. Right when we left. Insight. Own insight. Uh, Give me an insight check. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> the, the timeline puts the attack the day after you left. Fuck. If I'm allowed, I got a 21 on insight. Yeah. yeah. Ball? Twenty-two. Did you? You just um, had to do it. <laughs> yeah, you both. You both kind of are, are watching her tell the story, and you, the two of you kind of look at each other for confirmation, and you both, you know, kind of nod. Um, at least as far as she knows, she's telling the truth. Uh, apparently, this information came in today, and and she's just relaying that. Do do we? Pardon me, Miss. Uh, do we know of any uh, casualties? Names of the casualties? Oh, nothing. Nothing that detailed, but. When dragons and elves attack, uh, there's going to be a loss of life. Um, since Are, the embassy was there, it was Usama soil, so it seems the treaties have been broken. Have you gotten any of your people out to that outpost since hearing of the attack? Or we oh, still... I just heard today. Um, we'll get more information, but... We, our sphere of influence lies within Usama, not beyond. Uh, but now that all manner of fey beast may have ill will towards the nobles of Usama, and the dragons again may want to steal our riches, I'm glad I was the first to arrive here and re-upping our contract. As we may need the protection of a Capable group. group. Capable was the word I was looking for. <laughs> Capable group. I'll edit it down. <laughs> Thank you. Well, perhaps if the men of the Wolf's Pack had been there, Stop. we may have been able to assist the kingdom of Usama. <laughs> that would have been a that would have been fantastic. Perhaps you could have taken down one of the dragons in a. Victorious spectacle. 
Ah, I am glad that you are all alive, though. Uh, it, it better serves us. That is true, my lady. And I thank you for sharing this news with me. And I am ashamed to admit that this is brand new. You've caught me completely unawares, but rest assured that if the Kinovosima requires our services, that we would be more than happy to lend our aid. Ah, perfect. Ah, that relieves a bit of weight from our shoulders. Uh, Gerald is good at defending the castle and the people within, but we've had issues in the past that seem insurmountable. But Rest assured, my lady, that as long as the king of Amosima needs protecting, I plan on personally thrusting my spear. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> so stupid. I oh my god! I'm personally thrusting my spear into many a dragon. <laughs> you rest assured, my lady. God, I hate you. I, at this point, you think that maybe the magic carpet magic is is wearing off just a little bit <sighs> nonsense yeah i don't think that at all <laughs> um why would you but the rest the rest of the meal goes well uh <laughs> if there's any any other questions you want to ask them before they they leave um do so now otherwise they're going to basically have your people talk to their people about contracts and negotiations uh after Arthur's very awkward words, I would <laughs> yell out, let's see some children fight. Um, and then... Uh, Throw down two sharp sticks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, I would say, uh, uh, Mr. Wolf, the uh, uh, lander, is that how you say her name? Yeah. Um, here, it uh, says that she's been uh, training very hard at some swordsmanship. And I, I thought you might like to take a look at the, the skill that she was wanting to share with everyone. I am absolutely certain that the Lord Gerald wouldn't want his middleest daughter, or whichever daughter this is, solely in her hand <laughs> with a man's sport. <laughs> Gerald looks over uh, to you and says, My daughter could best any of you. I'm sure of it. Why not? <laughs> she, you should go against Arthur, maybe. Uh, I want to see her fight Mr. Wolf. <laughs> well, I ain't a fighter, but if the Lord Gerald commands me to fight his middleest daughter, then I'd have no other course of action than to oblige my lord. Then I will fight this little girl. Again, <laughs> yeah, I'll fuck her up. Uh, you no see her that. just kind of standing, you know, standing tall, pre presented, and just kind of waiting for an opponent. Well, she, uh, she said that she could, uh, she would like to take on your your finest warrior. Yes, prove uh, her skill. I I will give her our, my finest recruit, my finest warrior. I nominate Rafiria Nightmeadow. Oh. <laughs> as as Riff and uh, uh, Sanj kind of come back flying on the carpet and do a, a big circle and just slowly come down uh, to to that announcement. Um, Sanj kind of jumps off and runs up uh, to his mom and dad. It's like, 
that magic carpet is so cool. Can you give me one? <laughs> <laughs> and Celeste is just kind of laughing and pats him on the head. It's like, of course, of course. We'll just have to find who's selling them. Absolutely, Sanj. Mine, Sanj, I got by cutting people's hands off for a genie. <sighs> That's so cool. It was pretty cool. Definitely did a lot of bad and evil things, Sanj. You too could get one. <laughs> uh, Valandir um, asks uh, you, Wolf, is this, uh, I'd prefer a rapier if I'm going to fight this child. <clears throat> I believe we can uh, set you up with a rapier. Uh, uh, so one of the soldiers is able to go grab one easily enough. Yeah, I, I snap. I snap for one of yeah. uh, Kors Warriors. I need a rapier! Yes, Sensei! <laughs> And yes, so Master! She, and he has the rapier and flicks it about and kind of just points it towards you, Rift. Uh, just so you know, we're, said, at, we're, at, uh, we're at 75 minutes. So. Oh, 75. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to see the kids fight. I want to see fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, it's not going to be a, a fight to the death or anything. Do we want to leave us? Oh, okay. I'm sorry? I was gonna say we'll 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 do a we'll do a contest with it and see how it goes unless we want to leave this as the cliffhanger. I think so. The yeah. kid fight, yeah. No cliffhanger. Yeah, let's let's leave it as a cliffhanger. cliffhanger. Yeah. Okay. The kid we, fight we, as the cliffhanger. That's this, good. Yeah, yeah. This is a pretty long episode. <laughs> I got you. Definitely want sorry, sorry. killer. Um. So yeah, uh, Valandir is 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 there with a the rapier and and points it at you, Riff. Uh. And you wield your chucks, uh, Sanj jumping up in the air, you know, with a fist and just kind of hanging there as we leave it there for uh, next episode. Thank you guys <laughs> for joining us around a perfectly old podcast table. I've been your DM, Alex, and with me has been Dash is Thrakus Wolfsbane. Bentley Michaels is Rafirian Nightmeadow. It is Arthur. Caleb is Scory Telbrun. And Milo is Ball. Grab your swords and keep on adventuring. Follow us across all platforms with Chaotic Amateurs. Please subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice to help us climb the charts and find new adventurers. Or become a patron on Patreon to help our heroes continue their quest. Thank you for listening to Chaotic Amateurs. Chaotic Amateurs.